0: The Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Afterbuzz TV's The Newsroom After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's Afterbuzz TV's The Newsroom After Show.
1: Hello, everyone. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another fabulous after show for The Newsroom. We are in season two, episode four, Unintended Consequences. I am your host, Kelly, and with me to my right. Hi, guys. This is
2: Kristen
3: Carroll. And across the way, we love (laughs) you. Hello, I'm Sarah Mendoza.
4: And I'm John Comerford.
3: The birthday boy. (laughs) Yes, the
4: birthday
1: boy. Very happy birthday, John. We couldn't help it. (laughs) Me too. And we have a very special guest with us in studio tonight. You guys know her as Tess, the lovely Margaret Judson. Say
5: hi. Thanks for having me,
1: you guys. Of course.
5: And also, I expect some cake.
0: Oh. Oh. It's there. We have it ready for you. Okay, good. Thank
1: you. So tonight's episode was pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not for you. Nah. nah. Kind of light and fluffy nah, like normal. They didn't
4: do a very good job when they were walking around and the guns were firing No. <laughs> I I wasn't in the tent
2: yeah. tent
1: at all. Children being killed. Yeah, I know. That's really. not, See, yeah. Oh,
3: not a big gosh.
4: deal for John. No. My birthday, it happens every birthday. No,
1: I <laughs> yes, no. no. it was it was a great episode and I want to start off with let's talk about Shelly um, Shelley and her interview with Will, Shelly Wexler from Occupy Wall yeah. Street. Neil brings her in as Mackenzie had promised him, if he gets mm-hmm. someone in, he gets she knows she gets airtime to talk about the whole Occupy Wall Street. And of course, Will being Will, he totally cleans did. her clock,
4: has her for <laughs> lunch. Whatever. Uh,
2: that, here comes dinner I believe.
4: Yeah, Myrtle, yeah.
2: I believe they, they said Myrtleized her.
4: Yeah, Myrtleized. her. <laughs> I think that's what Maggie says. yeah. So I
1: think that's pretty accurate though. was yeah. 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 I mean, a lot you, of murdering going on today. He was absolutely smug. He was himself, yeah. but do you think, I don't think his questions were really that harsh. No, and the other thing is,
4: I mean, it's not like they haven't seen Will and how he operates, how he prosecutes somebody. How do you not go prepared to that? Exactly. And, you know, think it's going to be a fluff piece.
2: And I think the questions were legitimate. It's the way in which Will's says things though that's so
4: you mean that's cutting. smugness?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's more than <laughs> smug though. It's it's Condescending, condescending, and, 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 and mm-hmm. yeah, I really liked it though. I I'm not sure I'm quite fond of Shelley, so I didn't mind him taking her <laughs> down a notch. Hey, <laughs> okay. nice. Personally, All right.
1: I actually didn't mind it that much either. I think with someone that's really, if you're going to protest and you're going to stand up for something, you should know what you're standing up for and yeah. what you're protesting. And 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 I but get it. That I do they do. They have so many things they want to speak against, right. but there should still be a clear agenda of what to talk about. You Absolutely. can't confuse people
4: but her argument was just as great look why, you, you went after me rather than what the story really is because right. really he just he just scored points with her he, he had, it had nothing to do with news
1: but she still couldn't even come back and tell right. him what the story
4: no, I, was I don't disagree with that at all mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I'm the one that said that she should have been prepared it's not like she yeah. didn't know how it was going to go
2: right in, in the bigger scheme of things Will's helping her out it's it's tough love but he's pointing out to her that hey you really need to um have a clear mission here and you need to follow through
1: and have actionable things that you're doing which is what neil told her from the very beginning right good old neil yeah (laughs) that she, that they should have somewhat of a plan to educate people on what it is that they should be, you know, protesting or to get, if you want more people to get involved, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And talk about learning your lesson the hard way. She should have listened back
2: then, but, but, you know, she really didn't maybe take it too seriously coming from Neil. And now that she's on air with Will, you know, she's 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 being reamed by him, and if she just had maybe kind of listened to Neil before, she maybe
1: would not be in that position. Or just as simple as preparing, like John mm-hmm. said, just yeah. doing—especially being a college professor. And that kind of—I that kind of, I, I didn't—I was a little bit surprised at that. I didn't remember. Did we already know that, or did we just find that out this episode? I, I, I guess that just, was something that I yeah, didn't I don't know don't if we know knew that. before. I but, know that we knew that before. But it's also one of those things, if you keep yelling out, I teach college, I teach college, who are you trying to— imp- who are you convincing? Uh, me or you? Like How many uh, times do you And I like say? that Sloan called
3: her out yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rubes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a poor, I mean, I felt bad a little bit that everybody was so rude to her. But at the same time, she didn't want to he- take the constructive criticism at all. Like, I get it. Will went a little bit overboard. But at the same time, take the smugness out of it. But listen to the questions he was asking you. You couldn't answer them. Mm-hmm. So take a step back for a second and listen. And taking c- criticism is the hardest thing for anyone to do.
3: Yeah,
4: but so I, you know, I, I still think that. somebody should have taken him to task. for it. Actually, He didn't do his homework either because he no. just went after her rather than, is there a story here? Is there any legitimacy to any of their concerns? Mm-hmm. Rather mm-hmm. than that, he just wanted to take her to task.
1: Yeah. But well, wasn't that supposed h- to be Neil's job, though?
4: It, it is, but he's on air.
1: No, but I mean to give him the information and True. to educate him yeah. on that. So either he did and he didn't care? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
4: he's on air. He's at, at, at the end of the day, he's responsible for what he puts out there. I'm just right. saying he had an opportunity to enlighten the public on something if there was any legitimacy, mm-hmm. Right.
3: But it just goes to show that he just really doesn't care. He just didn't right. take it seriously no. at all. But, And neither did Mackenzie and he's really close to Mackenzie. So I think if she didn't care and didn't really... The fact that the, when she even came in there and she goes, "Here comes dinner," mm-hmm. she still doesn't take yeah. this whole thing seriously. Right. Well, so if she doesn't, and we'll trust him and what she's yeah. giving him, he's, but he doesn't were, care either. Weren't
4: they just, you know, parroting, or at least I should say, um, reflecting how the news media felt about Occupy Street yes. Anyway, their smugness about it, and they they just threw him aside too. They didn't,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't care, yeah.
4: They just thought they were a joke.
1: It, it was a, it was just a bad interview all the way around. Well, Basically, they were right about each other. Yeah. And that's
3: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Period. Do <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: it. Do it. Yeah. Put down, down. Well,
1: one, and one thing that that kind of came out of it was extra added information. I mean, Shelley was also had some extra information for Neil and Jerry, possibly about this whole Genoa thing. <laughs>
4: you know, only Sorkin gets away with being how convenient. Know. <laughs> something something fall in our lap. Oh, hey, Neil. But, I yeah. know it's a perfect way. Uh, he to like, makes it. In. Like, okay. It you works. Get, you just kind of go. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. It
1: works. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's one of those things that you never. Like, she hangs out in the park. You never yeah. know who you're going to meet. It could happen. Yep. It's not that far off.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. All right. In the TV world, it's not far. right.
1: <laughs> she doesn't know this person's name. He has possible information about the what's going on with the whole Genoa situation. He wrote a report. They mm-hmm. want to find him, and Shelley is so upset about this whole interview. She's Want to have anything to do with anybody at ACN, and I love that everybody tries to go talk to her and they just continuously keep making it worse. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll just keep digging. Neil it's won't like, give one. up. Well, important. <laughs> no. And if Neil's going after her after she punched him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Some good stamina. I mean, to what else does he have? They need to get this piece. I want to know if Dev Patel had a stand in for that, a free action. Test.
5: No, he loves to do his own stunts. And remember when uh, he punched the computer screen when it was Rush Limbaugh talking on yeah. him? Yes. You know it? He got to do that. He was like, so insistent that he would be able to do his own stunts. So they have stunt people come in and teach him how to do it and not yeah. hurt himself. Uh-huh. But. You know, it's yeah, him doing does. it. Yeah. How wow. many takes did it
1: take? How many times did he have to get punched in Which the stomach? More?
5: Oh, <laughs> well, I wasn't in that scene because that was uh, in a hallway. But uh-huh. um, I know that. I mean, uh, you guys are talking about the Occupy Wall Street, sure, yeah. um, mm-hmm. You know, storyline, and it, it's hard for my, me to separate myself from him because I love all the actors who are involved in. Like Aya Cash is so fun, so I know that um, they had a really good time shooting that Aya yeah, yeah. and Deb. Uh, yeah. Nice. yeah.
1: That had to be but that was funny. She re- looked like she really got him. Yeah,
2: good. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that we're getting the inside scoop from you. Yeah, from like what happening behind cool the It's kind of cool to
5: like talk to you guys who haven't had that same experience mm-hmm. and hear how you guys feel about it and like mm-hmm. kind of what that you know how you guys receive the, that different mm-hmm. stuff. That's mm-hmm. cool to me.
1: So, what yeah. did you think about that storyline in particular about the interview between Shelly and Will? Like, yeah. do you like do you think that how to what side are you on in that sense?
5: So that's the thing about that storyline. Like, it's it's hard for me to separate myself. I mean, I understand what you guys are saying, um, that... You know, and what did you say about the uh, about only Aaron Sorkin would get away with that? Oh yeah, the idea that it's so
4: convenient to have them saying, "Gosh, we just need something to fall in our lap," and then she comes walking by. Totally, and just,
5: and, and like yeah. in the pilot, you know, Jim has those sources, yeah. those mm-hmm. two sources that coincidentally. And I know Aaron. I was in the writers' room at uh, at that point mm-hmm. when we were talking about it, and he always talks about like flying in the teeth of it. So, you know, he knew he wanted to have that set up, and in Jim has a line so as to fly in the teeth of it uh about I'm never this lucky. But (laughs) you know. Um so yeah, I do think he sometimes gets away with it. But I do want to say that I feel like, you know, we were talking about Breaking Bad earlier. I absolutely love that show. And I feel like um a lot of times, especially from the critics, uh the newsroom gets some, you know, a little bit of slack from from the critics because Mm. it's such a it's it's it feels so real and it feels like you know something that we can see on TV all the time and news media is something that the public is pretty involved in and uh, as opposed to you know breaking bad where mm-hmm. meth Producing and term, meth yeah. dealing yeah. is yeah. kind of right. a more like. No, that Wait, so you're not That's my you're life, not around man. meth dealers? I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, it's weird. It seems like I would be, but I think that you know uh, there are plenty of times in Breaking Bad and other shows. I don't mean to call it Breaking Bad. I love, I absolutely love that show, and I think they do an amazing job. Um, Vince Gilligan is incredible, but I think you know there are a lot of times where. Jesse suddenly knows somebody who Walt needs to get in touch with mm-hmm. you know they're, they're I think mm-hmm. that's that's a product of drama and fictional mm-hmm. television makes too. it easier yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So got to speed up the story a
1: little bit somebody has to know somebody yeah, so yeah right. we got to get it works. to it sometimes it's a little too obvious sometimes it
5: works but yeah you know well, this one
4: is like Okay,
5: uh, <laughs> you were willing but, to go along with. Well, it. no, that's exactly yeah. my
4: point is that I, I think if you can if you handle your dialogue as well as he does, you just go with it just because it's fun. I mean, I, exactly. I, as, I completely even though agree. it's even though it feels real and everything, I think Sorkin always writes. Uh, he's uh, writes idealized. It's romantic. It's mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't write he writes Surya not Surya it's not even it's real but it's it's it, nobody talks like that right? so you go with that because that's what he does
5: I mm-hmm. really appreciate you saying that because I feel like a lot of people get hung up in I think that it's a trend in television for things to be really real and mm-hmm. and that's great yeah. and I, I love to watch shows mm-hmm. like that but also, if you're watching the newsroom, you have to get in that kind of mode. And yeah. I'm watching this kind of romanticized ideal of yeah. what a newsroom would be, as opposed mm-hmm. to getting really, you know, fixated on yeah. how how real the specific details mm-hmm. are. Yeah.
4: You know, and and there's room for that on the TV because he you know, the everybody likes the antihero Breaking Bad for instance. Yep. The Sopranos was with it. So, but, totally. but that's not what Sorkin does. He doesn't do that. Right, right. He mm-hmm. writes a different thing. I mean I just think there's room for all kinds of it. I don't know why it has to be one. Oh we're only doing this now? No. Why?
5: Yeah, right, I completely yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I and, completely yeah. agree. And I,
1: I was I recently have just started watching like the West Wing all the way from the beginning yeah. and I'm like yeah. on season six and just to be able to compare the two with the dialogue, it's it's the same It's so so. – there's the way that he writes in that way. It just makes everything flow. And the way that he romanticizes, at least for me, because I'm not, like, super big on politics and all of that, Mm -hmm. but I understand more – of the way that he talks about it, and it doesn't seem so boring, if right. that makes sense. Like, yeah. re, you know, kind of reintroducing these news stories that I remember from a couple of years ago, but listening to them in a different way, it kind of makes it a, a, more interesting on a different level, which I like because it is a television show. It's not a, a reality show. Yeah. So it makes it more fun to watch and, that yeah, way. It's, it's interesting a because even yeah. though, uh,
4: cause so- often what Sorkin will do is he'll give you both sides of the arguments much deeper than you'd get on an actual, a mm-hmm. real news cycle because they'll just give you the, the little tidbit, but he actually will give you the argument.
5: Yeah, Mm. and I love to talk about that because I was, uh, so I was a consultant before Mm. I was an actor on the show and I was in the uh, writer's room between when we shot the pilot mm-hmm. and when we shot the rest of the season for season mm-hmm. one and um, Aaron was so committed to always having both sides of the argument always... and he always wanted a, that's kind of how he works a lot of his, mm-hmm. the writers in his room, he writes every word of dialogue but a lot of the writers in the room serve as researchers and he mm-hmm. always wants to have both sides of the argument and he yeah. wants like a pro Mm-hmm. Memo and he, he wants them to be a, as,
4: as, as full-throated advocacy from both sides as he can.
5: Yeah, yeah, and 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 I know that he kind of gets a lot of slack from the critics about like only being one-sided, but mm. I I think ah, if, you watch if you if you're watching so. with a, a less critical eye, you know, you're you're actually seeing that he does see both sides of the argument and that's what makes good drama is yeah. is if you know, if you're just hitting somebody over the head with one thing, it's not as interesting as if you're getting both sides and right. so it's an actual mm-hmm. conflict and yeah. there's right. an actual, you know, mm-hmm. obstacle for the characters to go get over. There's something compelling about what both sides want and how they're going to kind of come to an agreement.
1: Yeah, and I think Mm -hmm. one of the best things about the show, and if you're watching it, you have to watch it and remind yourself that this is a drama. This is a scripted drama and take it for what it is and appreciate it for that. And then I think it will make a lot more sense once people stop trying to make it this like documentary about the news. It's not that. I I love how Aaron says,
5: you know, we're on after True Blood. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Now
4: that is real. Wait a minute.
3: Wait, you're telling me Eric Northman isn't out there. <laughs> I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. Spoilers, sorry. Uh, right. shoot, Too
1: funny.
2: And even if it, for me, even if it does seem one-sided at moments, that to me is interesting in itself and elicits emotion from the viewers because the viewer might be on the same side and be going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they might be on the opposite side and being like, oh, hell no. Like, yeah, I cannot believe right. they just said that. <laughs> so that, that's interesting to me that he's, maybe he's trying to evoke emotion. You Totally. Know, just, that's what makes the show is so
5: polarizing is that both sides are compelling and it it gets something moving in anybody you know mm-hmm. anybody who has an opinion about it is going to get worked up by either side.
3: Right, and mm-hmm. he always stays true to the character at least too. I feel like mm-hmm. so if somebody is one sided, there's people in life who are one sided. So yeah. I think that is a complete realistic take on something like right. that. Yeah. Right, and I think the
2: characters and how much we relate to them or care about them is so important because going back to the instance that we we're just we were just talking about how it flooned you know into. What, what did you say? Flying into the he teeth of to it all? Flying in, in yeah. the teeth of it. Yeah. How,
5: um, if, there's a, if there's like a storyline or if there's a, a piece of the story that doesn't seem to make sense, it's mm-hmm. good for the writer to acknowledge mm-hmm. that this maybe seems a little outlandish, yeah. but we're acknowledging it, so yeah. stick with us. Exactly. Right. So that's why for me it was forgivable
2: that uh, Shelly would have that
1: information because I'm like, heck yeah, okay, Deb, you're still doing okay.
5: <laughs> you've
1: still got it. Well, finally, Will comes in after swearing he's not going to apologize and everybody makes this whole situation worse. He comes in, he shows up in her classroom and he has a, a nice conversation. I like the conversation that he had with her. I like the way that he went about it because he was still himself. Yeah, But he was just... And it, and it wasn't on it. air,
4: but but no. definitely honest about it. But, but it, you know, and it's kind of like <laughs> what he did with last week with. Um, sorry, help me out with Nina. Uh, thank you, Nina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. Thing. Okay.
2: He did well, a it's lot. Not a lot with Nina.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean that part. Just the conversation you had with Nina about being honest.
3: He <laughs> did a lot.
4: Yeah. Thank you very much.
3: You call it a conversation? Yeah. Well, by <laughs> well, Kendra,
4: I won't call it anything because apparently they didn't do anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I find funny? It's kind of like for me, Will's kind of like the Tooth Fairy that just like appears out of nowhere and like. <laughs> like at the randomest <laughs> place, <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, you
3: money. I'm going to civilize <laughs> you with his wand. Like <laughs> yes, he did,
2: know?
4: knock her teeth out in the interview. So <laughs> that's
3: true. <laughs> and who knows what he left for Nina after or no, uh, Oh gosh! Oh no. No. no! But he did. But he did admit that he had fun
1: with her, and he yeah. did it on purpose. And he was having a crisis of confidence. That, that and to score and
4: cheap points, but the part, yep. the fact that he said the other was, I think, very yeah.
1: And I thought I think that that made her respect him more, and kind of look at the situation in a different well, way. At least don't have to give the information. True. And at least, and also to admit that she was terrible on on it herself—that she didn't, you know, that she didn't. Mm. She took responsibility Mm. for her part in it as much as he did for his. Mm. And I thought that was a great conversation. And and
4: on top of all that, then you got the well thing going on there. I think you know you want to tug at that thread. You get—I mean—that was full, uh, very layered scene. Who
1: do you think he was talking about with the
3: well, Nina or Mackenzie?
4: (sighs) Well. I thought me. it
3: was Nina. Did that you? was my first inclination. I thought with it was that. Mackenzie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't th- I, don't th-
4: I don't think he thinks of Nina as a girlfriend. Well,
3: that's think- why he said, "Well, because uh, it was it was a night," and then we don't know what yeah. happened afterwards. Yeah. yeah, you know what I was worried about. Since he wanted to audit the rest of her class, I was worried
2: that that would turn into a Nina situation too. <laughs> I thought he was hook up that's with how shine. he apologizes now to people. Yeah.
1: Wow. No. No. What is your mind? <laughs>
2: I'm opposite of Kendra wow. on this, okay? Like, I know. <laughs> All
1: of a sudden, he, he's walking around and making yeah. out with everybody. That's how he's he like He's just
2: offending on. people so that he can apologize, you know.
1: So he's just
4: hot the teacher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're talking about that E special, aren't you? Right here. <laughs> oh, man. So they finally got the information. Mackenzie takes it in and takes it. They have this report. And it's scary to think they're getting closer and closer to really why they went with this story. Yeah. The, I mean, where do where do they, where do these reports come from? These people, you know, that they're still looking for the guy that yeah. did the tweets. They still they can't find I, mm-hmm. him. Uh, I
4: yeah. Know. I, I don't I don't really know who they got the they got obviously from, from, from I forget his name. What's the guy's name that that, that they were looking for all day? Something Deet, something Deets. 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 Yeah. Okay, because it goes with, be- rhymes with Beats.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so Leon D. Yes.
4: But uh yeah, I'm just I just, for me the the whole thing was in Sam's reaction to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he writes that report. <laughs> Which allegedly describes Genoa, but then we don't know yet where he's getting his information. Yeah, because he was getting
1: information from other people that were talking about this supposed US military strike. So it's still kind of a he said, she said, like it's not hard facts yet, really.
3: Yeah, you have one report, you have one person who was supposedly there Mm -hmm. and and describes it, and then a Twitter account that you can't find the person. So it's still all circumstantial, it's still not really like hardcore evidence but since there's multiple
2: instances of what might be evidence um, at least now I think Charlie and Mackenzie want to investigate want to continue investigating Mm -hmm. whereas I think they were about to really shut it down yeah right before that
5: yeah crazy can I can I add an interruption? Yeah, of course. Yes. No, no, absolutely. Not. I'm not, I not I'm not sure when I can jump <laughs> no, in anytime. but Just anytime. Um, so there's a consultant on our show, his name is Rick Kaplan, mm-hmm. and um, he's actually the one who gave the storyline uh, this mm. Operation Genoa storyline mm-hmm. to Aaron. Um, and he it 's about his time at c n n um they it, with tailwind it was, it right? was called operation tailwind yeah. mm-hmm. and it was about the u s army dropping chemical- we- weapons in laos in nineteen seventies and the it, it it premiered on um c n n and then there were mm-hmm. you, you know when they you know in retrospect it they found out that maybe these details in in tailwind that 's not necessarily what 's going to happen yeah. in the newsroom but in tailwind they found out that maybe mm-hmm. these details weren't perfect, or weren't right, and maybe they shouldn't have gone with the story. So like, that's, that's the debate. But I actually have this really bizarre connection to Rick Kaplan. Um, so I went to University of Illinois for uh, broadcast journalism, and um, Rick Kaplan also went to U of I, and he was um, the president of MSNBC, so he would always... Uh, he's been the president of a lot, a lot of networks, but particularly MSNBC, and he would always have U of I grads come to do an internship program. And the year before he left... I got hired as an intern on MSNBC, to his credit, because he always, mm-hmm. on the coasts, they don't know <laughs> U of I. Um, but because of Rick Kaplan, mm-hmm. he, he knew it was a good school. He went there as his alma mater, so he had, um, you know, them come in. I never met him, though, because he left MSNBC, but technically he got me my internship, which got me my job at with Keith Olbermann, which got me in touch with Aaron Sorkin, which got me on the show, <laughs> the newsroom. And I never met Rick Kaplan until he showed up during the last episode. Day of the last episode that we were shooting, just to like check in, see <laughs> what, like, yeah, Thank see you what so it looked much. like. And wow. I was, yeah, and I was finally like faced with the person who got me to where I was wow. and like thanked him for this like crazy oh, like awesome. journey that, that he started for me. I mean, I owe a lot of that to Aaron Sorkin too, but he started it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. Go Alina, <laughs>
1: those are the moments that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. And see, it just proves Aaron Sorkin's point. you never know who you know. See, there could be a see? connection that works. See? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh my Very gosh. Cool. All right, well, let's talk about Jim and the Romney bus. Oh.
0: Good
1: Jim. <laughs> so Jim's kicked off this bus. Now they're at the Radisson, can't get a room. Well, can't get three rooms. They can get one room because now with the a campaign chi. yeah. The yeah. campaign is not helping them out at all, not giving them information, just totally like stonewalling them with every with everything. So they have this fun little car ride because Jim loses the bus because apparently
3: buses are fast now.
4: Yeah, <laughs> another really convenient so thing cute. just to get them stuck together. Yeah,
3: I, I can picture Jim driving like a grandma though. I don't know about you guys. Like a little slower. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. want to
3: damage sl- the car. He was
1: slouched in the seat a little yeah. bit. He kind of
5: looked like an old
1: man driver. It was a little funny. <laughs> okay.
5: Anyway, so it's there, funny because John, John Gallagher is like this rock star. Like, th- yeah. it's, like his thing, he's this like crazy guitar player and he's like so fun. Probably not the most cautious person. <laughs> but Jim, he but plays Jim, Jim very well because I agree that would be, definitely be Jim's character. To yeah. That, be very cautious. It was really funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. But one of... The crazy things for me was watching Hallie take that call from Evan, her boss. So yeah. she takes a call on um, speaker in the car while oh. on Bluetooth. Well, Jim forces her to take it on yes. speaker. Okay. and everybody gets to hear how Evan totally disrespects and berates her in front of everyone. It's mm-hmm. horrible.
4: What, what did he say? Huh?
1: What he <laughs> you don't remember? Do the, we, I, know yeah, I, remember. I don't when remember it, anything being wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> horrible horrible. Yeah. I couldn't believe even if they're not on speak he should not. And then I was a little bit confused. Are they in a relationship or aren't they? Because Hallie never quite cleared Mm -hmm. that up Mm -hmm. in the hotel room because she said, you know, you've no business of my personal life or my professional life or, you know, both and it looked like maybe... Well, they're definitely messing around. There
1: has to be a little bit of a blurred line there because one, she doesn't if it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how bad, people want to keep a job, but uh, personally, I don't think I could handle anyone ever saying those things to me in any situation. I don't care what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's never okay to basically call somebody a hooker when you're mad at them and trying Mm -hmm. to reprimand them as a superior. That was a
4: nice way of saying
1: it. <laughs> you know, And it's yeah, it was definitely worse the way mm-hmm. that he said it to her. And the fact that she didn't stick up for herself bothered me. Mm-hmm. But then after that conversation with that, she was having with Jim, it made a little bit more sense. So she has to at least level him once or something has to be going on there mm-hmm. for her to feel like she could that she it's OK for her to take that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know she, what I mean? She had like gone against it and reported it that yeah. maybe she would be in trouble, too, because she had done something with him. I don't
1: know, but then, but active. don't they... They're not, like, a big paper or anything, though, right? No, Aren't they at, just, like, a website or something? You know, but
4: I, I found it even more dis, uh, disconcerting that even if... Because it seemed like they did have a relationship outside that was professional, which mm-hmm. made it even worse to me.
1: Well, yeah, no, it definitely yeah. makes what? it worse, but I'm and thinking... The fact
4: that she wouldn't say anything... Av- wait a minute, you know this guy? and you t- yeah, But that that's
1: why it. I think she wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But because... Why, she, Because she obviously feels bad about the relationship she's having with him. Mm-hmm. Because she's, <laughs> she's constantly... I went to Vassar I went to Vassar yeah. I'm smarter than you I have more yeah. experience than you and again
4: if you have to convince uh, somebody who you're right. to convince exactly
1: so she has um. to be doing something she's not that she kind of feels yeah. bad about mm-hmm. and I, I think that might be part of it I personally thought
2: <laughs> that she f- f- admires this guy her, bo- her, her supervisor for the company you know the newsroom that she works for mm-hmm. and with admiration there might be a crush there maybe that guy knew that she had a crush and they're working closely together and something must have happened. Mm -hmm. But then after the fact, after she slept with him or whatever happened, now she feels the need to prove that she's not still there or she's not getting assigned to these cool stories just because she's sleeping
1: with the... News director or whatever he is. So doesn't give him the right to say what he said to her. Oh or her no, to take I it that way. No, That's, I, yeah.
2: I, I agree. But she's probably just one of those girls stuck in abusive relationship. It's like Maggie and mm. Don, but abusive, like more abusive.
4: Yeah, well, the man was telling that he absolutely had no right to say it, but of course. He- whatever he does. The right. most telling part of the scene is that she didn't say anything.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because that right. tells you so much more yeah. about her character.
4: Especially because the other guys heard it.
1: Yeah. Or- well, and especially about the way that she tr- she kind of handles herself with Jim. Yeah. And she's constantly yelling at him. Constantly, mm-hmm. they, they have that kind and of she
4: fight. Says, be superior. I'm going, but
1: you've been superior with him yeah. the entire time you've
4: known him.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I feel like she can't lash out at her supervisor, boyfriend, or whatever because it it is her ass. Sorry well I mean it might everything. go back
1: it might go well, back to that whole thing that's who are you really mad at mm. yeah, you know it goes back to the other storyline, and it's, I think that it kind of ties in with that same similar way of thinking. it's projections she yeah. can't do
3: it to him um to her supervisor she's gonna so she's gonna do it to Jim right and I wonder too, since the other guys were in the car and even though mm. you should stand up for yourself, I wonder if she didn't want to make any more of a big deal and just let him say it and then hang up the phone too mm. kind of a why Maggie huh, you know, hit under that bed a while ago, or just let it go away and not yeah. make it a bigger deal or anything yeah, like that. I don't know. I don't know. Also, it's she all
4: was, there in the car and you.
2: She might have just been paralyzed though, yeah. by how mortified
1: she was feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she could have, like, hung up on him, you know, done something. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to say about
4: the scene. The, the most telling part was that she didn't say anything. And then I yeah. wanted to just stay with that moment. I wanted to see what happens when the, because we cut away to yeah. a different storyline. I'm going, just hang there for a second, because that would have been amazingly awkward. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to just hang there for a second, let that sit there, and see how she dealt with it. What yeah. she said, if she, you know, tried to explain it or mm-hmm. deflect it or whatever. I think that would have been very, very interesting. But that's
2: right. I agree with you. It is interesting because it just shows that she's not as strong as she's um, Mm -hmm. been playing herself to be. Right. And, you know, girls who are in those kind of abusive relationships, they're just they feel stuck. And
1: yes, they they don't have a backbone. I mean, and it could even be as simple as I mean, we are thinking so much more into it than it could really be. I it's mean, very it's, meta. It's <laughs> you know when you're when you're young and you're you're in a job that you really like and you're making you know basically no money, but you want to do this, you want this to be your career. You're going to take a lot of stuff from your bosses that you wouldn't normally take. And I know working in entertainment. I mean, I've had you know crazy bosses that scream and yell up and down. You're stupid. You're this. How can you do this and that and totally degrading and all of that but you suck it up and you take it and that's just mm-hmm. kind of the way the business goes and that's your mentality that's what you do because they can always find somebody to do it for less money and mm-hmm. or for free and they can always replace you the way they make you feel especially in those entry-level type of jobs. And even when Charlie's talking about, you know, what is Jim doing down there, sometimes we pay people in coupons. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how they think about this position of reporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that could be her. She really wants to keep her job. She wants, to be keep, she wants to keep doing what she's doing. So she's taking this abuse because she feels that she has to, mm-hmm. which isn't a good thing either. But, mm-hmm. and, you know, not to automatically go to she's sleeping with him. Maybe it's another thing. Mm
3: -hmm. I want to know what the viewers think well didn't he say that they were didn't he say
2: they were effing on the phone that's what he said I thought no he
1: told her that's what she should do for the money that he's paying her to be there to do nothing That was his comment, uh. was that I'm paying you $500 a week plus expenses. And she's like, or said, no, he said, no, he said, I'm giving it to you. Exactly. Yeah, He was telling her, I'm giving it to you. And she says, no, you're paying it to me. And he's like, no, you're not doing anything for me, so I'm giving it to you. Unless you want to put on heels, come over and, you know, do me for an hour. Mm. Then I would be, that's what he would See, he'd for, be, uh, for
2: me, him saying that implied that that is their, their relationship has gone there. And he's saying... I
1: don't know. Well, I would hope I that just, wouldn't be a go-to statement that just somebody would say to an employee. So <laughs> maybe. <they're, laughs> just all the <laughs> place. Yeah. And maybe that's why.
3: <laughs> but we want to hear from you guys. What do you think? Do you what? What do you guys think on Haley not saying anything? Do you think there's something more there? Do you think she's not standing up for yourselves? We love hearing from you guys and. I especially wanna thank we had more comments this week. Yeah, right. it's really great. Yeah, so thank go. you for that. We had another uh one on iTunes, uh Philly Tim nineteen. Thanks for the show. Thank you for watching. Um we also had a lot on YouTube. I like a lot of people chimed in because our, our other co host Kendra didn't mm. think that Will and Nina did it. And that yeah. was our question <laughs> last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, do you yeah. guys think they did it? And everybody was just, oh, they totally did it. <laughs> Will hit that. That was one of my favorites. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Poppy XO, if I'm saying that correct. Mrs. Steinhauser, I'm glad she didn't fall off of her treadmill because we mentioned her last week. Oh, nice. Um, mm. And then glad that she also got her um, podcast fixed and she loves the show. And, um, Oh, uh, Patrice Pinnell I'm saying the last name right as well. Uh, I love Kendra's innocent smiley face. Yeah, <laughs> yes. she's also some great comments about. A lot of people had a lot to chime in about Don and Sloane as well. Oh, good. Yeah, so great. thank you. Please keep
1: them coming. Go to iTunes, download the podcast. It's free, and you can also go to YouTube and watch and leave comments as well. We really appreciate that. So the hardcore story.
4: Oh boy, here we go. I don't
1: know. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about Maggie in Africa. No. <laughs> It was tough for me to watch.
3: That was, I mean, what a note to end on. I, I know. know.
1: Let's go to Heart Sloan. Breaking. Let's talk about Sloan. <laughs> <flying.
3: laughs> I'll never let go, Kodak. I'll <laughs> yeah. never let go.
1: go. Sloan, Sloan and her trauma of watching the Titanic for the first time. I thought yeah. that was a cute little thing to throw in. Good. Lighten the episode a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also Elliot and Don and their confrontation with Charlie. Edward yeah. always head. great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, seriously though, real quick, let's talk about that. What do you guys think about them actually saying the word about the ranch, like the name of the ranch? I mean, as as if you were just a viewer watching the news and the well, anchor had said that, would you have been offended?
4: Uh, no, well, I remember that you know, as the story was breaking and everything, right. I was I I actually turned. I think it was my wife and I was going. Why are they, you know, dancing all around this? We all know what the word was. I mean, I, I understand that you want to be sensitive, but the way they were doing it wasn't really sensitive. It was they were. I, it, it just seemed ridiculous that on a new show we couldn't be adults and talk about it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And
4: I, I just found that fascinating. And 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 I remember at the time saying, oh, "What do we live? Are we all too? We can't." Discuss right. as adults what happens here. I
5: think, especially with a cable news cycle, things yeah. can get really gratuitous really quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, and at the at the same time, I agree. I think that it's part of the story. Yeah, and, and it's I, not it's not something to be offended about if if like an a, an anchor is reporting. Yeah. what happened?
4: And if you set the context and put the framework, I mean, you can easily, uh, you know. Ha- explain it or express it but you know if you're going to go the other way out which is the gratuitous way and, and <laughs> use it just to get people riled up sure you can do that too Yeah. but uh, I just thought it was crazy how everybody's just dancing around it like oh.
5: it almost makes it more awkward like yeah. just say get over
4: it
3: it draws so. more attention by dancing <laughs> yeah. around so, yeah. It. So, yeah.
4: so I love that they played it out this way I mean and do I think the way they I mean didn't really show a lot of context with how they did it but I, I wasn't offended by it of mm-hmm. course you know
3: I just love every time Charlie's on oh, the yeah, screen true. though. Oh, his, Sam is my favorite. He had Two moments best, today: man. talking to them and then also smashing his face. face yeah. Was that
5: planned <laughs> or was that something like, that he? Because you were in the meeting it's, for that it's, one. Yeah, it's scripted, scripted that he like goes up to the glass. But, By the way, does I mean he that's do all Sam. Brilliant. <laughs> he does <laughs> all his own. He does his own like Great. face smashing. That's
4: good. He's Really good at it.
1: No, he's the yeah. best. I love every scene that he's in. I just, he's, he's hilarious. So he's
5: the sweetest man in yeah. real life. And
4: it's, it's, just- a, it's hysterical when he's swearing. <laughs> what if we said
5: motherfucker? What? It's like hearing my it's, grandpa. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those last episode, right? Yeah. We had no. that whole. Like,
4: slew of... Oh, yeah. yeah well, Just about every... Every, every episode, episode, I think he swears.
5: And every episode, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah.
0: He's yeah.
1: He's drinking or swearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's what the alcohol does. Yeah. Drinking or
1: swearing, that's all he's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's great. Well, yeah, again,
4: like my grandpa. No.
1: <laughs> 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 it's like home. Yeah. Yeah. It's adorable when exactly. he does it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the episode starts out with Maggie in her interview with yep. the lawyer, Rebecca mm-hmm. Halliday. Mm-hmm.
4: Marcia Gay Harden. Great. Yeah,
5: she's a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah, she's true. Did you realize she won an Oscar? Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that before. She's amazing. Before she was on our show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, she's
1: mm-hmm. awesome. Sorry. I love her. And I, I liked her in this episode. She was trying to lighten it up. It was a yeah. hard conversation she was having. She was trying to be funny. She's even swearing. Spitfire Grill, was it?
4: win? Did she win for Spitfire Grill? I think so. Sorry to interject. Anyway, move on. I don't...
5: I think that I'll have to there double check it. Oh, yet, oh, but oh, I'm oh. For yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, I don't think so. No, it
1: actually. might have been. We'll have to look it not up and find yeah, yeah. out. No. Yeah, um, but we finally get a look at what happened in Africa, mm-hmm. which was very, obviously, very traumatic for yeah. Maggie. What we saw from the very first episode with her new look and uh, yeah. and everything. So we get into this storyline, and her interview is based on she's having to testify in this this lawsuit. Because of an interview she did with Jerry regarding Genoa
4: right and mm-hmm. stum tanovic or whatever yes
1: so right. she and jerry go and interview this other witness mm-hmm. and there's a question of something that he said mm-hmm. either he said it happened on record or he didn't and that's happened. the debate yeah right and they are questioning her state of mind because of africa yeah. and
4: whether or not she, her memory of it was accurate because of her mm-hmm. state of mind
1: because right. of africa and she was been prescribed you know medications went to see a therapist and so all of the aftermath that happened but we find out that this interview that she did with this man was a, a good time after yeah after the whole Africa situation but she's still obviously not completely right
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
1: you know she and, and you know the fact that she keeps saying I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine again, again. this theme <laughs> yeah. through, consistent throughout the whole show yeah. everybody that's screaming I'm this I'm this mm-hmm. I'm this are you?
4: he thinks yeah. that does <laughs> protest too much
2: exactly it really sounds like it hinges on on her on Maggie's judgment and, and her her frame of mind during that mm-hmm. interview I think it would work in their favor, right? If if she wasn't in her frame of mind, they could just say she's a little bit nuts. So, so that's you know
4: that that only explains why they went with it, but it it doesn't explain why they didn't follow up and corroborate it. That makes it even worse. So, you relied on her knowing what she'd been through in Africa, and you relied on that.
3: So it just,
1: just discredits everyone, yeah. true, so it makes them a little bit you know it might get them out of one thing, but then it just she overall puts a whole, mm-hmm. whole other thing <laughs> <laughs> but we get a look at what happened there, mm-hmm. and when once they get there, they go out to this orphanage to to shoot some footage of soldiers building an addition onto this orphanage, mm-hmm. and they talk about all the great things that they're doing there, but it's also a very dangerous area. Mm-hmm. There are people that you know go in and steal cattle with a k forty seven cattle raiders that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's 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 scary to think that these, the, you know, the, this stuff, I mean, yeah. we know this happens, we see it on sure. the news, and it's just, it's it's, it's nuts, and I think mm-hmm. it has to be even worse when you actually go out there and see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And to see it from Maggie's point of view was interesting, I thought, yeah, because yeah. she's so innocent and she doesn't really get it, and she wanted this to be her first big story, and she did everything she could to get herself there and to have, you know, this horrible thing happen, and she... You know, the first thing we see, she goes into this oh, the classroom, sees these kids learning geography, and she befriends this one little boy uh-huh. in the back by himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's the one kid in the back all by himself, and you know, him automatically, as soon as he, she goes to talk to him, that something's going to happen to this kid. Like yeah. you can force that's foreshadowing. Like yeah. if I've ever mm-hmm. seen it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's cute. Her relationship with him, oh, and yeah. she, you know, she she really tries to get in there. And, and she was she, reading that
4: book. Was it Lyle the Crocodile? Does it? Does it? Is that what it was? The book that she kept reading to him. Yeah. And He kept saying it again. Is that uh, what it
5: was? Uh, yeah. Does anybody I know that so. story? I don't know the exact cause... title. Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. Okay, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Wonder- I, I don't know the story. and I was wondering if there was any mm-hmm. subtext or metaphor to that story. Does anybody know it? No. Okay. I
2: don't remember right. that. I don't remember that story very well.
4: If you do, let us know.
2: Yes. You know what really got me, and what was so awakening, is when uh, Gary comes in with the camera, and the kids—they uh, think yes. for a second that it's—it's it's a AK forty-seven or a gun that's or whatever—and um, they all duck for cover and they start screaming, and it's just. That's, that's a reality. It's part of this, this nonfiction, you know, show, mm-hmm. but that's part of reality is that, you know, people in other parts of the world are not so fortunate. And journalists who insert themselves, embed themselves into the situation like Maggie and Gary chose to do, they really are soldiers themselves, you know, so- soldiers for uncovering truth, for trying to make a change. And that's why that scene was so powerful for me because it shows it shows a very serious part about the newsroom and the news world and what they do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I got chills. I... Thought he was going to
1: cry for a second, but he yeah. didn't. Well, it's one of those situations that until you're there, how do you really prepare for that? How is he going to know how to walk into that room right and not scare these kids? Yeah, like, how do you know?
4: Well, there, the, for me, that was the first foreshadowing of that unintended consequence. He mm-hmm. didn't even know that by walking in there, that's going to create that right. kind of... Mm-hmm. And, of course, the, the, the greater unintended consequence, the fact that she uh, befriends yeah. this little boy. And then the, the, because of that... right that kind
1: of well you know and it comes they they end up having to spend the night there they hear gunshots in the middle of the night they're trying to get Poppy the kids off. out and poor Daniel, the little boy's name is Daniel. Daniel yeah. He's hiding under the bed and under her bed. Yeah. And, of
3: course, he's under her bed because he's formed this bond with her. Mm-hmm. And Which he's, was a little strange to me that he didn't get out when she was there. If he, I mean, I know he's scared and all of that, but mm-hmm. here's the person whose bed he's hiding mm-hmm. under and obviously a protector in that sort of way. And he he was not budging. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, you know, a lot of times when you get that, you
3: so get that frozen. Pain. Sometimes you just yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, knowing. I was thinking for a second too. Could he get out? Because
1: she said it was so. It was only like six inches off the ground. She didn't know how he got in. Yeah. So maybe he couldn't get himself out. Maybe. Yeah. But then he did keep inching away from yeah. her. Yeah. I he was know. definitely I pulling I think back. Was just yeah. He was super yeah, scared. Was, yeah. 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 I'm
4: sure, it got even scarier when everybody started leaving.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But one of the also one of the things is when she's reading the story to him and he's touching her hair. Yeah and the, the pastor mm. comes over and, and tells him you know this he's never seen hair like yours before you know this is you know this color's called blonde and it means nothing but trouble. That's it. I can, I can agree with Oh sorry oh. no
4: Oh, oh. oh. Watch oh. It. Yeah. Sorry. you got a lot today with her perfect. <laughs> perfect. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Just <laughs> yes.
3: But it's just he's married those. to a blonde.
4: Nothing but trouble.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's, again it's it just kind of shows where that where it yeah. was going to go and
2: I mean that that line had Nothing mali- nothing malicious with it, you know before the tragedy mm. happened. It was just like sort of a funny thing, like, oh this guy probably has a thing for blondes, you know, <laughs> yeah, but then after what happened, that line is going to she took there's a new meaning in her for it because she thinks, oh crap, you know, like I was I was the person that got this kid killed because I was holding him up, and like
1: she's just constantly replaying it. she's yeah. obviously not, and then we find out exactly why her hair change yeah. to what it is now. And I
4: also like that because when she, before she left, she was talking to Maggie and she says, I, like, I just want to be the go-to person for something.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
4: fact that mm-hmm. now Africa, which is the go, she wanted to be the go-to person for Africa. That's the last thing she wants to be even remembered right. reminded of. Mm-hmm. Not only, but then the the outward expression of that, which is that she doesn't want to see her own hair because of what that represents. Yeah. I just love all those things that are going on with Maggie you now. Very, very,
3: very... Well, she had uh, such a rough time at even before that I mean she broke up with Don yeah. she basically ruined her friendship with Lisa Jim went all the way to a Romney bus she's to get away wreck. from yeah. so she's already a wreck and then this happens which would change anybody's and know, already life anyways right and
1: I think already she feels like it was her fault mm-hmm. for all of that that was happening at home and then mm-hmm. she goes to Africa and it's her fault that this kid gets killed so she thinks to oh, the point is? where she has to yeah, to cut all her hair off and change mm-hmm. the color But one of the things too is when she gets this kid out, and she as soon as she put him on her back, Mm -hmm. I knew something bad was going to happen. And we were talking about this after we watched the episode. That it was interesting to me that she put him on her back. Why Mm -hmm. would she put him on your on her back? To me, like instinct would be you you cover the child, you secure the child, not Mm -hmm. yourself. Like you put yourself in harm's way Mm -hmm. versus the kid. And the fact that she did not think to do that—that wasn't her instinct. Mm I wonder if that's going to come up at all yeah, in the rest know, of the season. If that's even going to be happened, referenced, I,
4: I, just, I was just thinking that's a real quick way to get him out. Yeah, yeah. So I can run faster if he's on my back. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's going to. I think it's great that you thought of that because I didn't think of that. But yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. and then, it,
1: but I just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would think you know, instead of yeah, on no, your I back, agree. cradle him to the front I so you can, you, I, you I know, just, have him hang on to you, but not. But I just. And I, I mean, and I, and I don't have kids and I, but I'll, a lot of my friends have kids in my family and so it's, we're constantly in, in, situations <laughs> where, you know, you have to watch out for kids and that's just kind of a, a go-to thing and I don't know if it's because I've always yeah. been around kids and I think about it in that way and maybe she doesn't, she's too young, doesn't have that instinctual way of thinking. Yeah. Or maybe I'm the only one who thinks that. I mean, I don't know. Like, you guys tell me, did anybody else feel mm-hmm. weird about that, that she put the kid yeah. on her back? Well, I just think... She... With shots being fired everywhere, yeah, I mean... Yeah. You know.
2: Maybe I she was think so. just thinking, what's the quickest way to get right. to the bus? And and, and I totally I totally yeah.
1: get that, too.
4: But I, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because, again, I didn't even think about mm-hmm. that but until you brought it up. I go, wow, that right. is interesting. Mm-hmm. That yeah, and totally especially
1: because thing. she says, you know, this, the bullet hit him in the back, yeah. in his spine, which yeah. was a bullet that was, you know, meant for her. And you know, it hit him instead. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, to me, at least, you know, you always want it to be the other way around. You never mm-hmm. want the child to go. You rather hurt before the child hurts. And I, and I, and I don't think that, you know, I, that she was thinking any nah. other way. I just don't nah. think she thought about it yeah. at all.
4: Yeah. And again, even in those moments, you, you, it would yeah. have to be definitely instinctual because you can yeah. You don't have time to think.
1: Exactly. So it so. just wasn't like a first, yeah. a first thought for her.
4: Should, should we talk about what you brought up?
1: What did
5: I bring the, up? Well,
4: the whole thing about that. Uh, well, the way Oh, that, the
5: scene. Yeah. yeah. Her a like,
4: little uh, flash forward. Her for fantasy of oh, yeah. what fantasy. actually
5: happened. I wanted the to make sure that that cut yeah. made sense to you mm-hmm. guys because uh, I mean I know what happened, but it, yeah. it, it 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 was the first time that I watching with you guys was the first right. time that I saw the episode, uh-huh. and so there was that you know fa- little fantasy montage almost where, where of
4: she, like we see her, her on reading. the bus reading again
5: yeah and he's alive yeah. and then you find out that he died and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. who who we were thought, talking about how it seemed like yeah. Gary it seemed died. like Gary got yes. shot that's what i thought cuz he fell to the ground yeah, and they they just
4: talked about the camera yeah. and they were asking for the camera mm-hmm. and you thought for sure Gary was going to get it and
5: i didn't know how well that was going to play out and i think they did a really good job of mm-hmm. kind of leaving it a little bit more ambiguous and we're we're not Mm -hmm. sure who got shot because that was a lot that was all over the internet of like are we about to lose Gary Cooper right Right. and that's what we thought
1: and when he fell I thought he was going to be I thought he was going to die on the bus then maybe he got shot got up ran out and then he was going to die on the bus and and then realized
5: right right right. because
3: that was we talked predictions I thought for sure something was going to happen to Gary just Mm -hmm. because Maggie did such a dramatic drastic change yeah. that I had yeah. I thought you know oh this guy didn't wasn't sure if they should go at the very end and then they ended up going anyways and he was going to be the one that was hurt because we don't know anything about we mm. haven't heard his name yet yeah. in the future one right. and then John actually
5: called that something well yeah I
4: just said that it was for me, it yeah. was very, you know, you go to an orphanage, your kid's going well, <laughs> yeah. to yeah. get her. Yeah. yeah.
5: So, it, <laughs> there's a reason no. that they hired that many kids yeah. and something yeah. has to happen to one of
2: them. Mm-hmm. I, di- I did get confused, to be honest, for a second, though, thinking, wait, so was he just shot on the bus while he was being read to? Like, oh. yeah, but, you know, but then mm-hmm. you find out, no. And, and it was kind of the fantasy of
1: what she wanted to right? happen yeah. versus that what happened. actually happened. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just, it was heartbreaking and, you know, hard to watch. And, and definitely, you know, now we understand more about her character and what she's yeah. going through now. But we also find out that she was, you know, she went to see a psychiatrist, you know, the whole nine. But But, she's not taking the medicine.
4: Going against medical advice. Because she's got more training than the psychiatrist, I'm (laughs) sure.
5: She knows better. Maggie's always know better. Margaret's always know better.
1: But it's also interesting because in in the first season, she also was taking, you know, anti-anxiety medication. Mm -hmm. So this has to be... Right. You know, tend, obviously a lot worse, and she definitely needs something stronger, and she's choosing yeah. not to take it. But that th- just doesn't make.
4: Well, I also thought was so interesting is when she goes, she's so anxious to go to Africa that she takes the, um, what was it, Quanipan? No, what was it? <laughs> Whatever the heck the drug was, that she takes the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but takes it before, you know, she's <laughs> so anxious. She's te- she'll take that one. She comes back and uh, gets medical advice. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take this one, so that's how much she's flipped.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. She's definitely yeah. a different person, and I think we're going to see. Her a lot of changes in her character yeah. if, as you know. If they show more of her in the present, so heartbreaking. So. <sighs> no, it is. It's
5: uh, you guys. I it's, have it's to uh, tell you just as a, a little comedic relief about mm-hmm. how um, they hired those kids um, okay. our casting director Nancy Perkins had to interview all the kids to like decide who was going to be Daniel and who was going to be in the scene and everything and mm-hmm. she just has like I feel like casting directors in this town have the best stories like I've heard things about like people coming in with guns and like people do, like doing anything <laughs> but kids are like so awesome and these kids would come in and she'd be like okay so play with my hair and just tell me that you know say something about how you've never seen blonde hair before and kind of going on and there was a kid who was like I don't want to and she was like come on just just, just, you know you're here so let's just pretend (laughs) touch my blonde hair and pretend you've never seen it before she's like can I just be a bird instead? <laughs> 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 so and then there was a kid who was like, okay, do you want the accent or no accent? Like some kids are super professional. Some kids it are with shades on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, That's so, so funny. That nice. That's so cute. I yeah, love she it. Has, I mean, so
3: did they themselves? get, did the bird That's get hired? Is she? <laughs> a... So Daniel so was, Daniel was Daniel the,
5: the bird. bird. Oh, okay.
3: yes. oh, really? No. <laughs> oh, I'm making <made> that up. <laughs> like, See, wow. They oh,
2: took
1: a risk there. too funny. Well, let's talk more about you and being part of the show. And we had somebody actually tweet us a question that wanted to know um, about your time with MSNBC.
5: Oh, yeah. So um – I graduated from University of Illinois uh, with a degree in broadcast journalism, and from there I was a page at NBC. So if you watch 30 Rock, Kenneth the Page is what I did. (laughs) I gave tours at NBC, and then I got hired um, on MSNBC uh, with Keith Olbermann. So I was his research assistant for about a year and a half until uh, uh, Aaron Sorkin came in because he was thinking about – Writing a show about the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of a newsroom, mm-hmm. and uh, the first title it was actually more as the story develops. Fun mm-hmm. fact: I wasn't called the newsroom. So he came into our newsroom, and um, just because I was close with Keith, and he knew Keith um, because he shadowed. Keith's team uh, when he did Sports Night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he knew Keith from that so then he stayed in touch and he came and shadowed our team and I stayed in touch with Aaron and he had just a bunch of questions like in the pilot uh, you know how they're going back and forth on iNews and they're talking about the different alerts and the colors and everything. Mm-hmm. So I would like explain how our different programs work and things like that. So I ended up, he asked me to be a consultant and because I had been a consultant for the pilot, he asked me to be a consultant for the show. And then I finally got um, a, a the pilot script and I absolutely fell in love with it and I just felt like I really needed
4: to give notes (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, I did give him notes, but then I've like read the actual thing. Mm-hmm. He had already asked me for that. And, and um, you don't have
3: to change your name if you ended up being Maggie. <laughs> Margaret. Right, Margaret. exactly. Yeah, I just, okay. And
5: I felt pretty inspired by that. I was like, Oh wow, this name is very similar to mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm afraid yeah. I'm gonna say Margaret Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's happened on set before. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um what episode is it? I it might be the it's the pilot. At the very end, um, Will goes he finally remembers her name and is like, your name is Margaret Jordan. And it was really late. It was probably like at the end of the week when we were shooting it. And um, Aaron was explaining to Jeff how he wanted him to do it. So he walks through the newsroom and is like, your name is Margaret Judson. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> 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 <Sure>. <laughs> like, totally mess it up. So yeah, that happens. And he's, he's like, in retrospect, I wish I had not named this character. Because now it's confusing. I never expected you to actually audition for the show and now you're here and now it's confusing. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I uh, that was kind of inspiration for it. But I had never acted before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like something that was so close to me and I mm-hmm. like knew that story very well and I wanted to be a part of it so um, I ended up auditioning for it and and for Margaret Jordan Mm -hmm. which of course I didn't get Alison Pilgott which is better (laughs) I mean she's an amazing actor Um, and so yeah so I played Tess Watson. so yeah it started from being at MSNBC um, and at NBC I started the page and then was a research assistant to Keith and I actually worked um, on the uh, Ed show for a while and Mm -hmm. it was his first um, primetime blogger Oh. When you started in primetime, so, I yeah.
2: I um I read in an interview that actually the first time you asked Aaron to audition, he did he gave no. you an answer that you didn't like, right? <laughs>
5: he said no, which actually just made it better because I knew that this was legit. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. somebody just like, oh yeah yeah yeah. It was like, uh, just he said. I said, you know, can I audition for this? I absolutely love it. And he said, um, no. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Just because you're in a real newsroom doesn't mean that you can play one on TV. Mm. And that was a completely satisfactory answer to me. And uh, months later, when he was when casting happened and when, when it was in production, um, he contacted me and was like, "You've helped me so much with the pilot, and you've only asked me for one thing, and I feel like the least I can do is is let you have that one thing." But still. Don't expect anything <laughs> because <laughs> this is not how it works. And then, yeah, it, it went well, and so I got a, I got to be Tess Weston. That's amazing! Wow. That's that amazing. months later, yeah. he
3: called back and remembered that you yeah. asked he's,
5: that. He's amazing. He really is, That's and very he cool. and for him to initiate that, I mean, I would have completely been satisfied with the no answer. But then for him to come back and initiate, I just think really mm-hmm. speaks to like how much of a stand-up right. guy he is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now I had uh, the fortunate. Um, luck of actually meeting him like yeah. not that long ago at at a party and he was just so nice and i was over here in conversation he was having with two other people and i just seeing the way he talks, and they were kind of saying some, like, ridiculous things oh, no. about stuff. Just, oh, my God, like, what funny. were they saying? Just, just, like, funny stuff about writing. <laughs> writing these weird characters, like, stuff that are so not his style of writing, and just, like... The oh, way, like, giving pitches? Yes, giving oh, pitches. Oh, my and God. It was kind of a That's funny just... thing, but he was so gracious about it, and just such a stand-up <laughs> person, and that just, you know, and after hearing that story, it just... It, it's nice... <laughs> To see people in like in a social element that way, and just really be nice people. Yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, because yeah.
5: I mean. <laughs> I actually haven't had any really bad experiences with meeting somebody, mm-hmm. but like a celebrity, but yeah, you mm-hmm. know, you hear the stories about mm-hmm. how people yeah. just like are so appreciative of fans. And I know he really is appreciative of people who are interested in his work, which yeah. is nice. Yeah.
1: I No, and he, yeah, he's been like really, really nice. And hopefully we can yeah. get him to come on and hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but now it just, it sounds like a really, that's a really great story.
5: Thanks. It's just so fun for you. So what's next so for you? Crazy. Like what else?
1: Like are you guys done shooting for the?
5: Yeah so now uh, we finished shooting um and we're waiting to see if it gets picked up for a third season mm-hmm. so hopefully that happens I think mm-hmm. now from what I understand it's it's mostly a scheduling issue but you never know um mm-hmm. you know how that's going to go so Fingers crossed. Yeah, I Hopefully can't imagine HBO
3: yeah. wouldn't have them for season three. Yeah, wow.
1: yeah, so we'll see. So is there anything fun you can tell us for a couple upcoming episodes? Any nope. kind Spoiler of Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert we can get. Anything you won't <laughs> get in trouble or for Or inside, saying? Info. God, inside info. Inside info.
0: Put
5: on the <laughs> spot. Are you trying to get okay. me in trouble? We'll <laughs> okay. okay. go with this. Does
4: Maggie change her hair color back?
5: I oh my god I, I, okay. Actually, I, okay. my, um, <laughs> I feel like she was
1: almost <laughs> does Hallie sleep with Jim <laughs> Very good well she just said I she was a. I What rebel. I think no, we all no, know they
4: did again what is this
3: this
1: I t- thought this was going to be yeah. an easy question she would answer. What are
3: we lobbying <laughs> are She's used yeah. in hard news. <laughs> terrible. I think Kristen has an important question. I, was, I, I know a lot of people have asked you this, but
5: we want to see more tests. Me You're too. Yeah. There he is. Maybe the best one liners. I agree. I'm really My appreciative friend, to Aaron. I mean, that's that. a complete testament to Aaron's writing, but I, I feel really lucky that he gives me some yeah. good stuff. Mm, um, really and did. in. in the last few episodes there's a little more tests I know there wasn't yes. very much. Oh, they had okay. to get to a lot in this episode. That's yeah, good yeah. I like yeah. Tests, but yeah. More than more
3: than that. More tests. <laughs> more tests. Well,
5: thank you so more Tess. Hashtag tests. Yes. more We're going to do
1: that. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks we love <laughs> to have you. Pleasure you are welcome anytime. You. anytime. Make sure to come back and visit awesome. us soon. would love to. Where
5: can people find you? Where can they follow?
1: Keep so up at
5: Margaret Judson, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T J-U-D-S-O-N. And tweet at me and I'll tweet back. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. That is uh, uh,
1: it. <laughs> we are out of time. But make sure to um, check say. us back out next <laughs> next week and go to iTunes, YouTube, leave us comments, rate, and download. We really appreciate it. And make sure to follow us at AfterBuzz TV. And you can follow me at Kelly with an IE079. You can follow me at Kristen Carroll13. You can follow me at Sarah with an H Mendoza.
4: Yeah, you can't follow me anywhere, but you can see me <laughs> at SerialBuddies.com.
3: <laughs> you can download on iTunes. Yes. There you go. Yes. See you guys next week. Okay. From
0: Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.